0: Miss Lizzie No, y'all. Here on the women's show is Twilight Twang and Hundred Rooms. I wanted to play that tune because it is showcases Miss Lizzie No's heart playing. And uh, before we get rolling here, can we do a little check and make sure we go both got my friends on the line and uh, levels check. Are you there? Lizzie and Cindy. Hi Twyla.
1: Hi, Twilight.
0: Howdy yay. Awesome, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we have a very special occasion where I get to interview the interviewers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a dual spot uh, shared by Cindy Howes, who is a public radio host and music curator, been passionate about folk, mu- has been a passionate folk music advocate for over twenty years, as well as That's Liz- right. Yeah, thank hey, you. You you fighting the cause. The good cause and uh, okay. Lizzie No, singer-songwriter, harpist, guitarist, and one half of our duo. So, thanks again, and welcome, Hi. welcome to our series. Thank you, thanks for having. Thank us. you so much for having us. We're so excited to be here. Well, this is so cool. You know, I got to tell you right off the bat, I, I want to be you when I grow up as a podcaster. <laughs> 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 you, you, wow. you seriously, you, you that is kill high me. And uh, this opportunity to basically shine a lot on you for some of our listeners, because you shine a lot on as as our uh, programmer here before, just a few minutes ago, mentioned you you're echoing. We are kind of echoing the same message, uh, a similar Mm. message, and we. This is an opportunity for us to shine a lot on you, as you shine a lot, a bigger, broader lot. You have amazing listenership. And it's kind of like, I've, I think of, I know, I, know, uh, I think uh, Cindy's out of the Boston area, you probably know all about lighthouses, but isn't there like a relay be- beacon thing?
1: Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely.
0: Y'all are relay yeah. beacons.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, Oh, <laughs> that's so yeah. sweet. Thank you. Uh, just a little brief uh, introduction for our listeners. Uh, Cindy and Lizzie produce this very fine, engaging, relevant, fun, fun protest is a podcast. It's so like you, you were able to guide folks into this, the sweet and intimate and compassionate places. Uh, uh, it's just, uh, the quote is you features a complex conversation, features complex conversations about the human experience witnessed from an artistic angle. And I would mm-hmm. actually call it humanism in action. Mm-hmm. Oh
1: man, Twila, mm-hmm. thank you! Wow, my gosh, you are you are really laying on the compliments today. I feel so good about myself. We wow. <laughs> <You> should.
0: <laughs> we all need to be lifted up, and and uh, I just I just got so excited. I was really compelled uh, when I first because well, I came across Lizzie at the Americana Fest Black Opry uh, panel. And so I was mm-hmm. kind of familiar with Lizzie. And then I think it was probably on Instagram or something. I saw this podcast. I was like, wait a minute. An artist teaming up with uh, someone in the industry, you know, a broadcast journalist, so to speak, podcaster, such mm-hmm. as Cindy. Mm-hmm. And I have to say mm-hmm. this podcast, it's, it's, the name is Basic Folk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's about as far from Basic you <laughs> uh, my first question uh, what is the origin of the name
1: okay twyla i'm so glad you asked um i came up with the name while i was walking around my neighborhood one day thinking that i would like to do something to uh help cultivate the folk community that i so adore and have adored for so long coming out of the 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 boston folk community um in college and growing up there and centered around like harvard square club Passim is the big folk club over there so anyhow um folk is kind of like uh, a semi controversial word you know when when someone is labeled folk they kind of recoil at at <laughs> that word mm-hmm. um in a, in a way, you know, it's like a yeah. light like, controversy. And <laughs> the other word basic is also like kind of a like controversial word. I don't know if people refer to themselves as basic anymore, but like, you know, there was the, the put down of like, yeah, basic,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah. um,
1: but I thought, you know, I'm kind of basic. I like lattes and scented candles and, you know, mid-century modern and, and all that. So I decided to put these two um characteristics of my personality that i i just wanted to embrace you know fully embrace the basic and the folk part of my personality and put them into this into this uh one combination for the podcast
0: gotcha and and if do i understand that uh cindy you started this and then uh, lizzie joined in that how that happened. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. It was
2: actually my first time hearing about the origin of the name. <laughs> 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 that's
0: what do you so think, funny. I,
2: yeah, by the time I joined, it was already an institution. I love that you start <laughs> from the jumping off point of like, can we all admit we're a little basic? Because I love to ask guests basic questions that maybe sneakily get to something deeper. You know, like asking mm-hmm. people about their pets and their favorite scented candle and their favorite You know cozy clothes to wear when they're chilling at home it like lets people know that it's okay to talk on a human level instead of just like repeating their their like pr quotes that they've had to rehearse
0: you do get over and over definitely yeah yeah i love that well you know it it strikes me then that basic really if we were to reframe it is more like foundational Mm -hmm. right it's not a it's not a knock it's like what am i at the end of the day just me Foundationally, me, yeah. foundationally, the artist. Uh, oh, and, oh, I have to give a kudos to the lightning round. That is so fun. Uh, I'm going to be just uh-huh. raving because I've just been digging this for, for a couple of weeks, listening to all your podcasts and so many, so many great artists. Uh, actually, let's, can we jump over to that fine clip? Speaking of the artist. Of course. Uh, uh, so, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lindy. Lindy. I put up Lind- Lindy and Lizzie and Cindy. Cindy put up a, uh, gave me, sent me a mashup of a bunch of the artists' quotes. And it's so cool. And I want to play that for our listeners. And this quote, the sampler here has everything from Joy Alatakan, Molly Tuttle, I believe are all in this. Just some uh, Audia Victoria. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. I I think I know which one's Mary Goshay. Gaucher, the last one where she talks about she's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so let's just let this uh, play for folks. You can hear uh, from the artists themselves. This is uh, basic yelling. folk. There we go. One time
2: I was busking in Dublin, and like I met Hillary Clinton, because like she was like. She was just like there. She was like, I guess, the secretary of state at the time. You're either going to play guitar or you're not. And I think girls are going to (laughs) play guitar more likely if they see women playing guitar, which is definitely a good thing. The expectations were really low for me. And so I think that allowed me to kind of
1: just become eccentric. For me, as I was coming up, I could not always separate my own sort of socialized misogyny from my struggles with my gender. All the things that we feel every day when we look in the mirror, like, it never totally goes away because we're constantly changing and having to, like, re-up our understanding and acceptance of those changes. I'm totally cool in my body. I'm totally at peace with my uh, appearance. Uh, I always want to lose 20 more pounds, but probably not going to happen. I like food too much and I'm fine.
0: But that sense of the joy bubbling up and just feeling it every day and just waking up and going, my God, I really am happy. I haven't had that in a really long time. I I didn't know I didn't have it until I started having it again.
1: I was a worship pastor, which is basically a glorified musician who takes themselves way too seriously. I basically am writing worship music for youth group rejects. The whole gospel and religious side of things was heavy in our house. And
2: I was a bad, bad kid because I broke all the rules. <laughs> yeah. I think black gospel music has made everything sound even that much better, in my opinion, but...
1: <laughs> You're just so vulnerable on stage. You're, like, really on display in front of people. And that's something that I don't know if I will ever completely totally be comfortable with. If you want to change your situation, it's kind of got to start with you, and it's probably not going to be from you leaving and shouting it over the internet.
2: Doing my work, as crazy-making as it is, it's like, it gives meaning to my life. It feels like my dharma, you know? Humor is a type of creativity, because you kind of have to, like, broaden your lens through which you're looking at the world to, like, include the bizarre and,
1: like, all of that stuff. Being close to somebody, I think there's nothing maybe more intimate than being able Mm. to share a sense of humor.
2: Playing with my sister, there's something with our minds that is kind of freaky sometimes, (laughs) where we can really just like read each other's minds. that is unique to me playing with Shanti. I don't like being locked into a melody. I mean, like I love melodies, but then when I'm performing, I love to use the melody as a
0: jumping off point. Perfectionism prevents you from having fun because you're always worried about the final product. And so you're not enjoying the process as much.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, indeed. That was our sampler. Thank <laughs> you, Cindy. What a what a fun job. That my was fun. So list some of oh those my gosh, artists. We've had so many amazing guests. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. yes you do. it's like the dream team,
2: right? <laughs> I know. It's really cool to listen back and like hear all of those clips of people just like having the generosity to share of their like messy. Exciting, crazy human experience with us. It's it's a real privilege.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like the hope is that when people listen to these musicians who give us such the incredible gifts of their music, that they they see themselves reflected back uh, and feel understood and feel connected in a way, or that they're learning something. About someone who's completely different from them and giving and it gives them an understanding of, of the world a little bit
0: more hmm so pretty
1: basic
0: <laughs> Coming on back to basic I, well I it, it just doesn't sound it's just so there, there's an art you have mastered both of you which I think is interesting that uh, Cindy coming from the broadcast journalism and and being a podcaster in the music industry and Lizzie, not mm-hmm. having that same background, but you came together somehow. I want to hear that story. How you did come together, and how how you, it does your different approaches your different approaches respectively differ? Cha- you know, Go ahead. Info- I can
2: say from my perspective, it was really interesting because I met Cindy when I was doing press for my last album in twenty nineteen. Um, I did an interview on basic folk Mm -hmm. and it was like the professional version of like going home after a really great first date and being like wow what just happened like I felt like (laughs) wow this person really did their research really kind of got my music in a deep way and asked me the types of questions that I wasn't usually getting asked she was asking me everything from like my religious background, to my influences, to, you know, we talked about so many different things, family, literature, all that stuff. And it felt so refreshing to be taken seriously in that way and to be engaged and challenged in that way in an interview. And so when Cindy was looking to bring on a guest host, I was, like, very shocked and flattered to be asked. And I was like, I have no idea how to do this job, but I would
1: Mm -hmm, love to.
0: (laughs) You seem to have taken the reality
1: of the situation. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like Twilight, you were just about to say it, but the reality of the situation is like, Lizzie absolutely knew how to do this job. Such a natural at, at interviewing people. Thanks, Cindy. Well, the funny thing is like, I don't actually, the reason I,
2: I think the reason I am a singer songwriter is because I just instinctively distrust conversation. Um, I feel like there there's just so many ways that people misinterpret what you have to say and they can twist it out of context mm-hmm. and put you on Twitter and put you on blast. And so when I, when I sing my songs to people, I feel like I'm in control of the narrative. And so I'm much, much less sure of myself, like just in conversation. So it's been a really cool challenge and learning experience to realize like you actually can use conversation and thoughtful questions to reach common ground with people instead of being misunderstood.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and like it that. gives them a chance to expand and explain and go deeper if 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 something has been misconstrued. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, Lizzie, your interview with Patrick Haggerty—I I, I have almost oh, mm-hmm. come to tears thinking about that. The stories that you pulled from him—I um, had done some research myself um, after he passed, and and was aware before to a degree. And um, while well, you both do it, you just pull, I, well, <laughs> you know, we, we had an opportunity to speak with Melissa. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, it's, it's so mm-hmm. beautiful. I, you go, go into these uh, podcasts, y'all listen to, uh, and Melissa Carper, we had an opportunity to, you know, she's, uh, yeah. we're, we're broadcasting out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. And, and she mm-hmm. went to school here and I'm from a town not far from North Platte and like you were able to get her to say she's referenced Nebraska and North Platte like 10 times more <laughs> frequently <laughs> talking to you. Then she like you really dug into her influences. It just what you're you're, you're both masters.
1: You know what I really like? I, I love the Patrick Haggerty interview that Lizzie did. My favorite part of the interview was during the lightning round. She said, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? And after Patrick Haggerty, who is like a Marxist, you know, gay <laughs> rights activist, uh, you know, queer, just uh, radical. Goes outside the box, like marches to traveled to, Cu- rat- traveled to Cuba before it was allowed. I mean, yeah. the right. most radical of the radicals. She's like, Lucy's <laughs> like, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? And there's this, like, incredible pause, and he goes, Vanilla. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And everyone roared on the interviews. So hilarious.
2: (laughs) We certainly do. That Melissa Carper conversation is great. I think something that I've learned from from Cindy is about how like, I feel like this is changing in this generation, but when I was growing up, the idea that like approaching journalism and your work in the music industry from a queer and feminist perspective can actually be a strength. And it can be something that you use to connect with guests and help like, especially with our female guests. Like Cindy is really good at making people feel comfortable and respected and seen. And that was the impression that I took away when she interviewed me. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. one of her superpowers. Um, Amen. It, it really makes for some unique conversations that I feel like we're not hearing everywhere in the music industry. Mm.
0: I, I agree. I can oh. hear that. Uh, yeah, there's This is a new industry, if you will, for me, relatively mm-hmm. speaking. And uh, the learning curve of getting this interview business I'm um, still learning and how, I'm curious how you respectively both of you uh, let's see what's the word I want to say how much how time do you dedicate to your craft of interviewing specifically it could take yeah, I I I'd say it would take anywhere between
1: uh, in terms of research between 3 and 6 hours um of reading up on a person Mm-hmm. And then after that research is done, maybe like an hour of just sitting there and writing thoughtful, insightful questions. You know, for Lizzie's practice might be different than mine, but I like to try to go through everything I can find that, and, and sort of like make a note of everything that I think is interesting. And it's really hard to put a finger on what that might look like, Um just like sort of something I could sink my teeth into, mm-hmm. um, that I could think of, you know, some particular interesting angle. Um, and then I do that for like three, three hours or six hours. And then, you know, I like get up from my desk, go and take a walk, and then come back and then like kind of sit with it for a little while and then sort of like write questions. And it's funny, like I hear. From songwriters, a lot that they're like afraid that they're never going to write a good song again. But I and I mm-hmm. always think like I'll never like these questions will never be you know be good enough for this artist that I'm interviewing. Um, but it always comes, you know. It's it's always like I'm like oh this is a great question, and then I get in the groove and I I start like writing these amazing questions and start you know to get excited and um, Twilight I don't know if you if you uh can put your finger on on what i'm getting at here as an as an interviewer or not what do you think
0: most definitely uh yes thank you for asking me because there is <laughs> something to um what i noticed about your style that i have kind of like toyed around with i don't know that i, I, I it's like i said i want when i grow up i want to be like you i'm going to figure this <laughs> out you, you the, oh god it's so cruel you Set it up, you know. Like this is this is what I've read. This is what we understand. And then you have this jumping off question, and then the response from the artist is like almost like you stumped them. You can really tell that they Mm -hmm. go, hmm, like I got to think about that. What a great question! They've never been asked that before. It's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I want to do that. So good at like
2: doing so much research and such, and like so thoughtfully noticing what the person has addressed in the past. I feel like one of my top pet peeves, and I know this from a lot of other musician friends, like your pet peeve is having to answer the exact same question 65 times when you're doing press for an album. And Cindy is a master at like reading up on people's past interviews and basically assuming like, okay, at this point, that's all public knowledge. Let's go deeper now. Let's, yeah. say, let's assume we know something about the artist. We have a basic understanding now, what, what's the story that's not being told? And she, like, gets right to the heart of that really quickly by, like, by virtue of having really done her homework.
0: Most definitely. And Lizzie, also, what's, tell us about I, your process, Lizzie.
2: Well, okay, I approach the the process in, like, a with with the curiosity that I bring to my own, like, songwriting and album making. Like, I walk around and listen to... Like, if I have a guest coming up, I walk around the neighborhood, drive around, listen to their music for days, and then sit down and start doing the like reading up on past interviews, reading their bios, you know, getting that biographical information. Mm-hmm. And I try to think like, I'm doing this anyway when I'm just listening to music. I try to think about like, what are the questions that I would have about how this music came to be? And there's always something that like isn't immediately apparent. Like, that's a weird bass part for this type of a song or where did that lyric come from or where did they record this who who were all the people behind it you know what's it like to be on tour with this type of album and to be sharing like especially with artists that share really personal stories in their music I'm always curious what it feels like to be on stage you know telling their stories to strangers so I kind of approach it as a musician first like what would it be like for me to be creating and sharing this music and then
0: that's my jumping-off point for for a lot of my questions mm-hmm. about the music. Cool. I want to ask about inspiration. Uh, I know Cindy's been at this what since you were fourteen, and Lizzie, <laughs> you are what you just got back from. You had a little uh, run over in Europe. You've been looks yes. like you've been touring since summertime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. With the many directions that your lives. Take you and the for Cindy, the years of doing this, being involved so deeply, what keeps you inspired, refreshed, and renewed?
1: I really like connecting with people. Um, Mm -hmm. I really love music. Music has saved my life so many times. Um, And being able to get to know the people that are making my favorite music.
0: Uh, keeps me going. Is
1: he? For me, it's like
2: looking around and realizing that the artists and the people that are like really passionate and doing the work right now um, are like the heroes of tomorrow. Like I love looking back at history and thinking about how artists were able to really meet their historical moment. Like I've recently been on this Marvin Gaye kick and thinking about how, like, nice. you know, this, the civil rights movement wouldn't have been what it was without these great songs that lifted people up when the work was really hard. And I'm trying to look around now and see who are the artists right now who are creating the music that's going to inspire the next generation. Like, that's my passion when it comes to interviewing mm-hmm. and listening to music.
0: That's cool. Like, connecting legacy. It to the history. Legacy. Yeah, legacy. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. So you've been at this uh, for some time, and what would you say you've learned over this time that you've been conducting interviews together, and has it shifted at all from your initial intent?
1: Hmm. Wendy, go ahead. Okay,
2: yes. Um, I think that, like, I have learned to be very flexible and not make assumptions. Like, I, you know how lawyers always say, like, don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. Um, (laughs) That's a mistake that I think I made early on. Like you want to be in control and, and interviewing people is an interesting job because there's a lot of it that's out of your control because it's about getting to know someone and getting that person to share things that their audience might not know. So like by the very nature of it, you're going to get surprises and sometimes your plan for the interview is going to go completely askew and that's, actually the best possible scenario. So just letting go of this mm. idea of like, okay, first I'm going to ask them about their childhood, then I'm going to ask them about conservatory, then we're going to move into their, da- like, your <laughs> timeline <laughs> might, get, because they might reveal something fascinating that you weren't expecting, and it's your job to, like, follow that and, yeah. l- and like, invite them to tell that story.
0: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you have to kind of go off your track. Get off your track. Yeah, you can't have
1: too strong of an agenda. <laughs> <laughs> right. Go off your track is a, is, is a good segue into like, so like after, we've done 200 plus episodes of basic at this point. Wow. So, Congratulations. originally I was like, thank you. Originally the idea was one interviewer, one guest, one hour. We sit and we just dig into that person's history and humanity. And now it's kind of like changing a little bit. For our 200th episode, Lizzie and I both interviewed Sister Strings, uh, Shanti and Monique Ross, and it was so fun. And then I got to interview Anna Tivel and Jeffrey Martin. Mm-hmm. And then we also had an episode called Folk Debate Club, where we debated lyrics versus melody with our fellow podcaster, Kim Rule of Folk Alley's Why We Write, as well as Issa Burke. And we're going to be doing that again in June. Um, Lizzie and I are also going to be interviewing the David Wax Museum together. So it's like we're kind of like mixing up the format a little bit. And I think that what Lizzie was saying is that she was kind of like identifying the perfectionism and how it can take the fun and take the beauty out of things, which is why I ended that. I don't know if people are listening, if they got that mashup clip of all of, mm-hmm. uh, of a bunch of basic folk guests. I ended that with Tatiana Hargraves talking about perfectionism because I really believe it's so important that what she said, it just perfectionism takes the fun out of things. Um, mm-hmm. And that's like, and, and I feel like I'm like a very anxious person and I'm like very anxiety-fueled. Um, so Basic Folk also has allowed me to like let go of perfectionism and sort of like mix it up a little bit. And the results have been fun and beautiful.
0: It's, it's, to me, it feels like it creates the space for that creative spirit to come through. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in control mm-hmm. and you're driving the train really tight, gripped, you know what, gripping, it doesn't have, there's no room for breathing and, and the spirit and things that could change and the creative ideas that just pop up with space. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, 100%. I, yeah. Some, yeah. Some, and there's some people that have so much work out and have some, done so many things that like, like, for example, I got to interview Dar Williams for Basic Folk, which was like a dream interview for me you're never going to get to discuss all of her albums. You're, right. In an hour, you couldn't even begin to, uh-huh. like, touch all of her work. Like, her work as an author. Like, there's just, you just kind of have to pick a few interesting themes and, like, let the guests leave you mm-hmm. from there. Like, that releasing of control is is really deep <laughs> on basic folk.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both do mm-hmm. such a great job. Uh, so we, we've kind of gotten an idea of what folks can expect when they tune in. I'm curious if you have, a, like, a teaser alert of any upcoming episodes. Like, you mentioned the another debate club in June, uh, and I want to put a shout-out yeah. for the lyrics versus melody ones because I have that conversation with many of my music friends. We also add the element of, for me, because I'm, like, beat-oriented, you know, rhythm. Um, yes. I would oh,
2: we get into all of that we all get very heated in the debate club, and that <laughs> is the format where there's room for that. It's not like <laughs> a straight interview. we kind of invite everyone to come in guns a blazing like oh. all right, give us your hot takes on music <laughs> love
0: it uh any yeah any teasers for uh beyond the debate club what's what's coming up for folks to keep listening for?
1: I'm trying to find my uh, my list of interviews coming up
2: <laughs> in my Google
1: Docs on my phone. This is terrible. We okay, well, I can answer, tell you please.
2: I did a really, I did a really fun interview with Kimaya Diggs, who is a phenomenal, like, jazz-influenced folk soul artist out of Western Massachusetts. People should all be listening to her album, Quincy. It's like this Corinne Bailey Ray style amazing singer-songwriter album. I am, pretty stoked mm. for people to listen to
0: that interview it, excuse me could you okay. could you That's, give me her name again please i want to write it down Kimaya Diggs.
2: it's okay. k-i-m-a-y-a Diggs.
0: thank you
1: okay. that'll yes, be out phenomenal. on April 6th i found my schedule okay while, <laughs> I <found my> schedule.
0: <laughs> while on your phone good job
1: <laughs> thank you uh so next week Brett Denon will be on everyone's favorite California yes. camp counselor Brett Denon and then it will be Kimaya Diggs, and then Lizzie got a chance to talk with uh, our favorite William Prince. Yeah. Oh, and that's a dreamboat! Then we have the tallest man on earth, mm-hmm. um, Alice Howe and Freebo will be on, and David Wax Museum on after that. Uh, and then let's just leave it there. Like we've got a, we've got like a bunch of great things coming up.
0: I would say, um,
1: yeah. <laughs> and
2: Cindy just got the chance to interview Sarah Watkins too. That's that's our latest episode. People yes.
1: should definitely
2: listen to that.
0: That was just aired like yeah. a couple you know, Thursday. I think I saw that. Up. Oh. Yes. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We release every Thursday, and you can um, wherever people get podcasts. That's where we're at.
0: There is so many. There, it's so rich. Uh, I like. I have been doing that for a couple of weeks, and I want to encourage folks. Uh, we probably should get close to wrapping up, but I want to make sure uh, that find, people find out. Like individually, are there other projects, um, Lizzie musically, Cindy, podcast wise? Uh, what What are What's on your horizons?
2: Um,
0: I am always on tour. <laughs> um, my I
2: go by Lizzie No. Um, you can find me at lizzie That's Lizzie with an I E. Um, I've got I've got music out. I've got new music out coming out at the end of this year, um, and I'm currently scoring a film, so people can keep their eyes and ears out for that.
0: Wow, film score! Ooh.
1: My other project is wearing my Lizzie No hat. I just received <laughs> recently, I'm wearing it right now. It says <laughs> No really? on it.
0: <laughs> I know, and I wore lipsticks. It's just such a shame that we're on the radio and you can't see all these cool ah. things.
2: <laughs> Thanks for wearing the
0: merch. Yeah. And I did say that uh, are those caps, the little skull cap, the warm, fuzzy, it was yellow basic folk cap? Oh, oh yeah. Skull
1: caps? Oh, my gosh. Uh, basic folk. So I could just tell you a quick background about those. The basic folk beanies do. they are. They are handmade by my mom, um, and yeah. she picks the color for you. you, and if you want one, you just have to tell us what color you don't like, but she is really good at mixing colors together, um, and that's that's what happens. She's been making them, I think, since since about like a year after we started the podcast, and um, yeah, you can look at those on our Instagram or on our website.
0: And uh, tell folks again, uh, the, and the Basic Folk, what, what information they need to do, follow. And... Sure.
1: Basic Folk is a podcast. We're on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. You can find us wherever you get podcasts or at our website, basicfolk.com. And it spells exactly how you think it is basicfolk.com
0: keep it basic <laughs> is there anything else y'all want to make sure folks know before we close out
1: I had a really good time today uh, yeah Twila, you're the best <laughs> Twila, this is so fun thank you for having us
0: uh, well yeah thank you I know it's it took a minute to get this together with you know coordinating schedules but uh, I'm very very grateful because I know y'all are busy and uh I think Quila. Yes.
1: We gotta uh we we didn't talk about our dream list.
0: <gasps> your dream list, right? Oh yeah. Tell us about your dream list.
1: Okay. So I really just wanna talk about Deb Cowan. Um yes.
0: of, of the Weepies. Okay. Uh
1: Twyla, do you know the Weepies? I
0: I don't. Oh Deb is like on your head madly, so I guess I should, and I'm kind of a silly person for not, so I will get hip real quick.
1: (laughs) No, not silly, Um, but Deb Talon is my number one person that I want to interview for Basic Folks. She is one half of the weepies. I saw Deb Talon play at City Winery in New York about five or six years ago, and I knew her when I was in college in Boston and she, like, recognizes me when she sees me just as, like, someone who's worked in radio. Yeah. Um, and so after the show is over, I I saw her and went up to her and hugged her, and I just, like, couldn't speak. I was bawling. It was like... Oh. I was, like... Uh, <laughs> it was like I was, like, meeting this, like, religious figure that was just, like, so inspiring to me. I love her writing so much, and, like, she had a very serious... Um, cancer and almost died and i was just like thinking about all of that when i when i saw her so like i would love to interview Deb talon and i'm also a little bit afraid of myself in what would happen if i got to interview her
2: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i can chaperone okay great i I think i might need an adult (laughs) i'll help you okay at least hold her right. hand
0: or something like oh i you know it, it is i've noticed that in my own uh experience with like it's really hard not not fangirl out on some folks uh mine was Brennan lee i actually in person oh yeah and i, I don't even know oh. how i survived that <laughs> in person Brennan
2: Lee is amazing and loaned me her guitar one night when mine did not make oh, it over the pond wow. for a show she's so cool
0: she is
2: such a sick guitar player. What a cool... <laughs> Everything, lady.
0: mandolin, oh my, Lord, and her voice, and I songwriting. Mean, uh, uh,
2: her yeah. songwriting, it's so smart. Oh, man. Yeah. Fan girl moment. Hi, Brennan.
0: Yes. Is <laughs> yeah, the fan? So we got, uh, that's, that's on Cindy's dream list. And okay, my
2: dream list, I hope some of them are listening right now. <laughs> I would love to interview Buffy St. Marie, mm. Sarah Ooh. McLaughlin. Cecile McLaurin-Salvant, Kathleen Edwards, Cheryl Crow, and I would love to talk briefly with Julia Roberts about her marriage to Lyle Lovett. Those are my big... Those are my big, my
1: big dream guests. It's like so, a five-minute phoner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Fill the beans.
0: Well, I love it. That'll Look.
2: be the option of Basic Folk where we do celebrity gossip. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, how do you how do you go about scoring I like their level? I know Lizzie's referenced that some of them are friends, and you know, I suppose uh, Cindy, when you, you both
2: these are all Lizzie's friends. Wow. Yeah, everyone's Action. my friend. Yeah. Oh, can
0: I be your friend? That's the premise, basically. <laughs> oh, already. Okay. good.
1: You are already our friend.
2: In my, fe- in my senior year, yearbook, I was voted everybody's friend. That was my superlative. So,
0: are
1: you
2: it's really coming true here in, in my professional life. There's your legacy, girl. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so great, Lizzie. Oh, I Thanks, love Cindy. The way that we get guests is uh, we, like, I I will just, like, keep an eye on, like, albums that are coming out. Sometimes I can serendipitously schedule an artist the week that their album comes out, which Mm -hmm. is like maybe three times a year. (laughs) Yeah, it lines (laughs) up like that. Yeah, Yeah, sometimes I accidentally book them so far ahead that I'm like, well, uh, I can get you on three months after your album comes out. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, other than that, you know, I just try to think of people who would – want to have a really good conversation who have a good, great story to tell who have something to say um, and you know Lizzie and I work to like make sure we get a good list of artists and good means a lot of different things yeah um, to us you have for me sometimes it's like if I hear somebody's
2: album and I feel like they're doing something that really adds to our expanding idea of what folk music is, mm-hmm. um, and what folk music yeah, yeah. can be, and what it can do, or especially like if I see someone and their live show is really surprising. Like there are some folks where like yeah. I've heard their recordings, but then you see them live, and it adds a whole new element, and you want to talk about all the different aspects of like how do you transform this album into a live performance? Like that is often a, a hint for me that someone's going to be a great guest.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. They get the in-the-moment thing. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. And
2: Adim the, the, the artist was that, was very much that way. I deem,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm a big fan and of We Adina's. try artist.
1: Yeah. We try to, like, not be clicky, you know? Like, just interview only Nashville artists or, like, honestly, right. like, interview only our friends. You know, <laughs> we try to, like, interview legends, upcoming artists artists that you might have not thought about for in a minute, artists that you might not know. You just try to keep it pretty broad and inclusive.
0: I, I would say y'all are doing this. I want to put a little thing in here right quick. This is KZm Lincoln KZm HD. It was this a women's show with Twila Twang hanging out with Lizzie No and Cindy House uh, who do the basic folk podcast. And I think we've wrapped up we got your dream team your dream artists, mm-hmm. some of them. Mm-hmm. It's probably too long to really go on and list all of them because it's <laughs> never-ending oh, yeah. and always adding that. Uh, and we let folks know, ba- basicpodcast.com. Fo- yeah.
2: Yeah, basicpodcast.com.
0: Okay. And uh, Instagram, Facebook, all them fun places. Uh, and, oh, yeah, uh, we're all yeah. on the
2: Internet.
0: Okay, all on the Internet. Yes. Check them out, y'all. Lizzie you know... Cindy Howes, and Miss Lizzie, uh, I have Born and Bred lined up just because I, I relate to that song, and that's what sort of the radio yes. edit, of course. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> God bless. Exactly. We'll keep it family friendly. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all again so much for joining us today. It's just been such a blast.